ready to unapologetically unleash your bold and define your life, money, and business? Define You Radio Class is in session with host the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace, brings you the stories behind the glory. Hear from women and men who decided that life didn't define them. They were going to define themselves. Pen and Papers Ready Class is now in session. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Define You Radio. Class is in session where you get the tips, strategies, and the life lessons from guests who have defined their life, relationships, money, and business. Today, we are discussing dating on purpose while living your purpose with our fabulous guest, Miss Contessa Louise Cooper, and I will bring her in shortly. I am your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace, and if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for letting us define your Tuesdays. Make sure you follow and connect with the show on Blog Talk Radio. Don't forget, if you have any questions or comments, if you want to get on the radio with me and Miss Contessa tonight, just press 1 on your phone. And if you're listening online, make sure you're you're with us on our, our Facebook page to find you to leave your questions and comments. Now, since, it's, since February is the month of love, right? It's love, self-love, everything is all about love. Now, if you guys have joined us first, Two Tuesdays of this month, you know, we talked about love and business and relationships with married couples. Today, our guest is going to talk about love, business, and purpose and everything in that way from another perspective. A little bit about our guest, Contessa Louise Cooper's rise to influence is brave and inspiring. Two years ago, she was a consumer, reader, and audience participant, just like most of us. Her random attendance at a book writing event changed her life forever. She never figured herself to be an author. Being selected at the event, she had just three days to turn her chronicles into a book. Most would have at the challenge of writing a book in three days. I mean, that's not a lot of time. She embraced the test as an opportunity to change her life. The result? A bestseller. Recently, she appeared on an episode of TDJ television show on Oprah Winfrey Network, where she discussed digital infidelity and online flirting. She's also involved with two Awesome literary projects, Cuffing Season and After Dark. She advocates for women to become authorpreneurs. And you guys know I have a problem with anything that ends with preneurs. I'm working on it in 2017. 
<laughs> she mentors women to transition their writing into a business. She's gaining popularity and more awesomeness. As a freelance writer, a coach, and a speaker, she discusses women issues in an uncut format in her Facebook group. She's a mother of two adult children, including a son with autism. With that being said, I want you guys to think about this question as we go into tonight's show. Do you think it's harder to find a mate when you're living on purpose? Let's welcome Miss Contessa to the show. Contessa, are you with us? Hey, yes, I am. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing me to be on your wonderful show. And I loved your intro, by the way. I'm over here on the phone and I'm dancing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to make sure I listen to that again. <laughs> I I know. Well, number one, thank you so much. And welcome to the Define You Radio family. Um, that's number one, two, and three. And, yes, the 2017 intro, sometimes I forget that it's an intro and that means the show is about to start but I wanted something that's that'll like you know hype you up and get you in the mood because when you think about classes in session most of us have had boring classes well this is a different type of class yes ma'am so how are you doing today I am doing great. I'm super excited. I told all my friends, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be on the radio show. You guys have to listen because we're going to be talking about some amazing things. And it's so funny when you ask me to be a part of this show because we get this question all the time, like, and you hear it like it's so hard to find a good mate when you are walking in your purpose, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you're knocking out these goals and you're showing up and people know who you are. Is it really more difficult? And some people say yes, and some people say no. Now, I have my own opinions, but I'll, I'll wait to a little later. I'll wait for you to ask that question before I, <laughs> before I say something. <laughs> no, but I, I love that you jump right in because I know um, in my particular situation, it was like I found my mate and then my purpose kind of changed time. So I only think of, you know, being a public personality, so to speak, that you kind of, you know, do you like me, like me, or you like me because I'm kind of famous or, you know, like I could only imagine. So I can't wait to to hear your uh, take on that. So we're talking about dating on purpose, but we're talking about while living your purpose. So when did you first discover your purpose? Was it at that event and you was like, oh, I could write and I could write good and quick? It, it wasn't then. I actually got a hint of my purpose many, many, many years back, but I did not know how it was going to happen. And I was sitting at home and my son was playing on the floor and all of a sudden it was like everything just stopped. And I got this vision. And in this vision, there was a crowd of people before me and I can hear everyone clapping their hands. And the next thing I know, someone called me to the stage 
and I'm slowly walking to the middle of the stage with a microphone in my hand. Now, I don't know what I was talking about at that moment, but I can see rows and rows and rows of people all there listening to me. And at that moment, I knew that that was exactly where my life was going to take me. Now, I didn't know when because I was a single parent. I was basically living in poverty. I did not know where I was going with my life, but I knew that one day I was going to get there. Wow. That is, that's powerful. And I think a lot of times when our purpose catches us off guard and it doesn't come exactly, you know, we think we're not prepared or we think we're not in an ideal situation, but, you know, your purpose kind of doesn't have a timing on it. It's not going to say, hey, a year from now, you're going to know what your purpose is. That is so true. And it's funny because sometimes when you get a hint of your purpose, you try to make it happen and you hmm. try to put yourself situation so it does happen and you end up failing over and over again and so deep down inside you think well maybe I heard wrong maybe Hmm. I saw wrong maybe that purpose was for someone else because I don't see it happening but that's not how purpose works you can't make purpose happen (laughs) you just got to set you just got to be ready and prepare when your purpose meets you there is some work that you need to do in order for your purpose to happen, in order for it to manifest in your life. Back then, I wasn't ready. I wasn't anywhere near ready. But as those years went by, I was being prepped and primed for exactly where I am right now. Mm. I, I love that. I loved prepped and primed for purpose. Yes, ma'am. I love, yes, I love ma'am. that. I love that. And sometimes now, that's being, ugly. <laughs> hmm. as, as you're being prepped in prime, sometimes it's real ugly. Because if you ever notice, people who are doing great things have ugly stories. <laughs> they have ugly challenges <laughs> that has happened in their life. So you got to go through the ugly in order to get to your purpose sometimes. <laughs> That seems like all all the time, all the time. Every everyone that I know, um, and it sounds so cliche to say, you know, uh, you have to break down to get to your breakthrough, and you know, I've said it. You know, it sounds so cliche, um, or don't break down on the way to your breakthrough, and you know, all of those things. It sounds really cliche, but it's the truth. You know, had those ugly stories and it has like a beautiful ending and it sounds really cliche, but I've heard some, uh, some ugly stories. I'm like, wow, really? And you still Mm -hmm. living? 
<laughs> you, know? you still made it through, but it's those ugly stories that inspire other people into action. And that's what your hmm. purpose does. It inspires other people to do something. Our job hmm. is to help people get unstuck in whatever area of the life that they're in. That's what our stories are for. That's what our situations are for. That's what you someone when you encourage someone to do something. You reach down and say, I've done it, and so can you. Hmm. Wow. So do you think that when it came time for that challenge to write something in, in three days, what, what, like, where did you pull from? What inspired you to write to where you could basically bang out a book or, you know, get a book done in three days? I honestly believe that there are opportunities in your life that are designed to propel you to your Mm. future. And there are certain, I mean, you get opportunities all the time, but these are special opportunities that come around every once in a while. And you know when these opportunities come because you can hear you know, whether whether or not, I don't know what you believe in, whether or not it's spirit, Holy Spirit, God, whatever it is you believe in, you can hear it. Inside, it's like, this is your moment. Are you going to take it or not? Hmm. And I had to make a decision right then and there. What am I willing to sacrifice to make this happen? Because you just can't write, you know, a book in three days and keep doing what you're doing. You got to sacrifice something in order to make this happen. So I locked myself away for three days to make this happen. I had to give up everything for three days to make this happen. And so there's some people out there right now who have opportunities right in front of you. What are you willing to sacrifice to change your life? Mm. You'd like drop like two, three mics. (laughs) What are you willing to sacrifice to change your life? So I want you guys to think about that. Mm-hmm. No, yes. go ahead. Every day we sit here and we pray for a miracle. We pray for something to happen. And these opportunities come, but we don't want to do it because they look like work. Hmm. And in order for you to get to where it is you need to be, there's going to have to be some work done. Mm. I, I hear so I the song work. in my head. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge, I mean, some people have a hard time sacrificing five minutes a day or 30 minutes or an hour. You sacrificed three, locked yourself away for three days. That's commitment. I did. And this is the thing that a lot of people don't know. So there are some things that happened in my life right up until then. I was basically homeless. I had lost my home. I had lost everything I owned. And so I was living with relatives. And so Hmm. I had the opportunity. I didn't have a job that I had to go to. I didn't have a home that I had to pay for. There was no place I needed to be. So I was set up Hmm. and was ready to take those three days just to write. So those things that were meant to destroy me actually was a bonus and a plus for what it was I needed to do. 
love that. I I love I love that, and it, it's things that I'm learning. Even though we've been, you know, connected for a while, it's things that I'm learning that just make me just respect you so much more. You know, like when you hear, and that's the whole purpose of this show. You know, a lot of times we see the the pretty. You know, we see we see the the everyday. Like, okay, I've pretty much gotten over uh the ugly ugly so people will see the you know the pretty the cute the dressed up parts without really hearing mm-hmm. that backstory so thank you so much for sharing sharing that that backstory cuz i know a lot of people you know while we're discussing the second half of the show titled living your purpose a lot of people are still struggling with that but you committed and and succeeded in every you know you had every excuse quote unquote that someone could use to not do it and you did it exactly. and you know that's a powerful testimony of who who you are and that determination now let me ask you this and then we'll get to the to the dating part of the show <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you do if if that situation happened today uh you're in a different place now but if that opportunity came again where you had to have the same amount of commitment you had then do you think you still could pull it off in 3 days Absolutely. with how your life is now Yes, absolutely. I would have to do a little bit of rearranging. But the great (laughs) thing about what I do is that I control my calendar. I control Hmm. my time. So if I needed to take three days, I could, you know, and, you know, you mentioned that I was on TV Jakes. My opportunity for that came, again, I was in a situation where, you know, life wasn't going the way I wanted to. And I cried out and I said I needed my life to change and I needed an opportunity and that opportunity came, and I had to leave the next day. Wow. There was no thinking, let me get back to you. I'm not quite sure if I could fly out to California. They were like, we need to fly you out tomorrow. Are you down or not? And we had to make that simple. <laughs> Are you down or not? Can you go? Can you make this work? If not, we're going to move on to somebody else. Wow. And, again, I'm in a situation where I can shut down, for two days and fly out to California and come back. Mm. Not everyone can do that because they have all these other things that are pulling at their time and energy. I don't have that. Mm. I was set up for this in advance. Now let let me add this or ask this. When you Mm -hmm. got the phone call, because I'm sure it was like a, a number you didn't know, or, or something of that nature. Did you answer? Did you answer the the phone, or was it like a voicemail? Did you just something said, Contessa, you better answer this call. Like that's like a life changing moment. Did you answer the phone? <laughs> I answered the phone. But I didn't know who it was. Matter of fact, when I answered the pitch, I didn't even know it was for TDJ. I had no idea who it was mm. for. So when this strange phone number came across my phone, and I was like, I don't know who this is, and I don't answer phone numbers that I don't know, mm-hmm. but I answered that one. 
Wow. <laughs> and when she told me who she was, she was an executive producer for TD Jakes. I was like, what? Say that again? <laughs> and the call <laughs> happened probably two hours after I had answered the pitch. So I wasn't even expecting someone to call right. me or even email me that soon. Wow. And so I hope you guys are to them about my story. And so you got to be ready when you ask right. for it, when you, when you're praying, when you're pleading, when you're expecting your life to change, you got to be ready. Y'all hear that, you know, classes in session. <laughs> I hope you wrote that down because a lot of times we don't answer unknown numbers and it could be a, a life changing opportunity such as being on the td jake show so i know from now on i'll be answering those numbers i don't know (laughs) answer the call answer the call so when you did the show when you did the show were you because how long ago did you tape do the td jake taping the show was taped in October of 2016, so it's been about six months. Were you in a relationship then? I had just gotten out of a relationship, um, and you know, if, if you see, if you watch the clip, and it's funny because I sit back and I watch it, and I'm like, "Wow, look at you back then." There was a lot of stuff going on. You know, there was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of pain going on back then compared to where I am now. So I just gotten out of a really difficult relationship um, that um, I probably should not have been in. I will say that. Mm. And almost pulled me away from my purpose. Mm. And it took me a minute to get back. Understood. Understood. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, and I've watched the clip. And guys, if you're connected with the show or Contessa on Facebook, the clip is posted on Define You Radio's Facebook page. Now, what? Ha, how has the feedback been with the clip? Because you were like honest. That was like some heart to heart, like heart to heart you know, discussions that you guys had, it was like I could hear your heart if that makes sense with what you said. It was coming from a place of of honesty and just raw and look, this is what it is. What was the feedback from that? There was two different types of feedback. There were feedback from people who know me. And the people that know me said the same type of things that you did. I can tell it was raw and honest. You know, it was so brave of you to come out and say those things. You know, thank you so much for for showing out and saying those. You know, hopefully what you said can help other people. And then there were people who didn't know me. And the one that based my entire life off of a two-minute clip. And I had to stop reading the comments on those. Because Mm. after the first three, I was in tears. Wow. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Did you guys just really say that about me off of a two-minute clip? <laughs> and it was heartbreaking. And so I understand when you hear celebrities talk about 
talk about that they don't read the comments. I know why. Mm. Because <laughs> I absolutely know why. So I went back to reading the comments from my friends. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. People that know me. Yeah. Right. Because there are some, when I could uh, imagine, you know, um, people make their own. You know, people are funny, you know. But I know when I saw the clip, and being that I do know you, the thing that came to my mind was like, "Wow!" And this must have been a while ago, like because I didn't know how long ago it was. But I, but that's the first thing I said. I was like, "Wow!" This must have been like, you know, a while ago, you know. So, and then I think I saw something you put um, that it was six months ago. I was like, "Oh, okay." Cause, and the reason why I say that, because if I'm not mistaken, you are currently in a relationship. Yes, I am. I or, am happy and in a relationship. That's, that's the important part. I'm happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and it, it's funny because when you are walking in your purpose, when you're single and walking in your purpose, the man that's looking for you, will find you in your purpose. Mm. So you have to fully show up as you in order to find that man that's looking for you. And that's what I did. I love that. After that, after that recording, I worked, I worked really hard on me as a person. Now, I've been working on my business, but I hadn't worked on me. And so I worked on me and showed up with me and did a lot of inside work. And got mm-hmm. back to that person who was there before that previous relationship. And when I did that, he showed up out of nowhere and by surprise. Because when he started flirting with me, I was like, are you flirting with me? Like, <laughs> wow. So it took me by surprise because I wasn't looking for anyone. I was just doing me. Right. Wow. hmm mm-hmm. What what was his um, feelings? Did you guys talk about the show before it appeared, and and what was his I, feelings on that? It. We talked about it a little bit, um, but it's different from hearing me talk about it than mm-hmm. him watching it. He was hurt watching it and apologized, not for himself but apologize Uh that I had to be hurt or that I was hurt like that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you know, just apologizing on behalf of men, basically (laughs) like, so sorry for whatever happened before you met me. Wow. Well, I guess he dropped the mic. Um, Yes. (laughs) Interesting. Now, I'm not saying he's perfect because, you know, we all have things, but he is exactly what I need in my life right now. And one of the things that he said when he first met is like, oh, my gosh, I'm meeting someone I can Google. And I laughed. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, my gosh, you're kind of famous. I'm like, no, don't worry about that. (laughs) So so did he he know, um, like, know you or know of you before – you know, did he, like, know of you? you? You know what I'm saying? Like, some people, because you he are kind of famous. He, yeah, only thing he knew that I was a writer. That's all he knew. 
because um, we met in we met um, in a writer's meeting for a magazine. And hmm. so all he knew was Contessa was a writer. And one day he Googled me and like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, and I talked a little bit about what I did, but really didn't go into a lot of detail. And once he mm-hmm. figured out who I was, then we started having these conversations, you know, about the things that I want to do and where my, you know, where the direction that I'm going in in life and and how he wants to support that and how he does support that mm. every single day. He supports my vision. He supports my purpose. You know, he's part of my team. And I never had someone before who was a part of my team. And that's when you know that you're in the right relationship. <laughs> when they're a part of your team. And you don't even have to ask them to show up. They just show up. Wow. I, I love that you said that because um, a while ago I remember seeing either it was a, like a discussion or a debate or somebody posted something I can't remember about um, the person that they're with, their husband, boyfriend. I want to say it was like the person's husband loves them but doesn't support their uh, purpose or their business. And that completely floored me because if you love me, and this is, you know, the way I see it, if you love me and believe in me as a person, then you're supposed to be part of that, part of my team. You're supposed to, you know, you don't have to be in in the front. Lord knows I had my husband on the show last Tuesday in there was discussions before and after, and I was like, never, we have to get him prepared for <laughs> interview, you know. And he is so, he is so behind, you know, behind the scenes, like, no, uh, why are you post, you know, like, that's him. But he supports me 150%. You know, now yeah. I couldn't tell him, you know, hey, I need you to, <laughs> Uh, set up some posts or do this or you know I no he's not that person but he is that team he may not know 99.9% of the stuff I'm talking about mm-hmm. but he, he, mm-hmm. he, he'll he nod his head like he understands <laughs> that's, right. that's a, and, support and, and that's, that's all you need like I, later I need for you to read my stuff like you should know right. more about my book anybody else and I never had that I was with someone who never read my stuff I was with someone who Mm. never shared a Facebook post and then couldn't understand why I was upset I'm like Mm. that's just telling me you love me but not my kids you can't love me and not love what I do every single day of my life something's wrong with that picture (laughs) Did it did it surprise you being that this was like the first time, you know, you've had that type of, you know, partner in in your life? Was it like, wow, this is what those love songs are talking about? Was it like a wow or a aha, aha moment? It, it was. It was a wow moment. It was a aha moment. It was a, oh, my gosh, I think I'm in a grown-up relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the real deal right here. 
here, you know. Um, and just to walk around with a smile on my face and know that I'm 100% supported is a wonderful feeling. And all because I was walking in my purpose. I wasn't, mm. and not my purpose is because I did that self work on the inside. I was a whole mm-hmm. person by myself. So wow. I don't need him. He just compliments the woman that I am fully. Mm. I love that. You guys, I hope you guys are taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> because cause some of us are, are looking for someone to complete us, something to add to us because we're not full in ourselves. And so we come mm-hmm. up against this other person who's broken too. And I I don't mm. know if you ever try to put the two broken pieces, but it's just not going to fit. There's some edges. There's some things that are cracked. It just doesn't quite fit. But if you have a whole right. person, a whole person, then you can have a whole relationship. And when mm. things come up and problems come up, you guys know how to handle it because I'm whole, you're whole. We're not going to be fussing and fighting and carrying on in the street and acting crazy because we got some common sense and we hold people. So we're going to work our way through it. Right. <laughs> You know, and it's a wonderful feeling, but it starts with knowing your purpose and then being a whole person. So in order to date on purpose. Mm. And, and that is like the nail on the head, which leads Mm -hmm. to my next question. Do you feel as a woman that your dating has to be more purposeful. Like you have to really date on, on purpose versus a man who may just, I don't know. I don't know what men do randomly date people. Um, Maybe they're not thinking so much about their, who, who they're dating, you, you know, because being that you were whole, you knew who you are, who you, who you are, what you were about, where you were going. So did you feel like in your dating choice, you had to be more purposeful in your decision? I do. And also because I'm a giving and nurturing person. And so Mm -hmm. when I meet you, I'm automatically going to give of myself to you. And so if I'm giving to someone who's broken and not a whole person, then I'm trying to build you up. I'm trying to lift you up. I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to mold you. I'm trying to do all that stuff, which now is taking away from my purpose because I'm concentrating so much on you Hmm. instead of what it is I'm supposed to be doing. But if you're dating a man who's already whole, you don't have to spend your time thinking, worrying about what he's doing, where he at, who he talking to, um, is he looking for a job, is he riding around with some other female in my car. You don't have to worry about those things when you're dating a man that's whole. Do you do you see that a lot uh, with the women that you coach or women that you know that they get knocked off purpose because they're dating the wrong person? Yes, they get knocked off purpose because they're dating the wrong purpose because they don't know themselves. 
and they mm. haven't worked off themselves. They're just reaching for love. They're just reaching for companionship. They're just reaching for someone to help them. And you can't expect someone to help you. You've got to help you. Wow. No one can come and fix you. You have to do that work yourself. Mm. Powerful answer. And so I know. Problem comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where you get stuck. That's where, you know, there's a lot of women out there, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm stagnant. I've been, I'm in a horrible relationship. What can I do? You need to work on you. And women don't want to hear that. They hmm. don't want to hear, I got to work on myself. It's like, well, is there a book I can read? Yeah, but it's going to tell you to work on you. <laughs> is there a class I can take? Yeah, it's going to tell you to work on you. <laughs> no, you can't fix that broken man that you're with. That's not the answer. We can't fix him. We got to fix you. I keep attracting mm-hmm. the same man. It's you. <laughs> the answer is wow. always you. Mm. Y'all hear that? Take responsibility. And it's funny, I had a conversation with a lady the uh, um, the other day, like a couple of weeks ago, and she, you know, this was supposed to be a business conversation, but she knew, you know, who I was, what I did, so on and so forth. So she asked me some questions, basically very similar to what you just said about, you know, I'm in this place, that place, but I have this man that treats me X, Y, and Z, and I need to fix him, and so on and so forth. I'm, it's, it's not about him, because when you uh-uh. when you love you, and like you said, when you know you, it's certain things you're not going to tolerate, and you can't change people. You know, you can't not change people. You. Like uh-huh. my my Angelo said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. They're not going to be a different person in a year or two years, and you sitting there two years depressed and you're and delaying your purpose because you, I don't know, want companionship. You yes, know, and it happens so often. It happens so often, and now you're not taking that class that you want because you're helping him with his classes. You're not, mm. you know, investing in your business because. He's not working, and so now you got to pay all the bills, or you know, you got to go bail him out of jail, or whatever it is that you're doing, and farther and further and further away from your purpose. Or you need to go travel over here, and he's like, "Nah, baby, won't you just come spend the weekend with me? You don't need to go over there and talk. You don't even like the know how. He's messing with your purpose." <laughs> Love that uncut. man's no good for you but you refuse to leave him because you don't want to be alone but it's in that alone time is when you find you Mm. we need to embrace that alone I love that embrace that alone guys write that down so I want to ask you I know um, you have children and one has autism. Is that correct? That that is correct. The oldest, yes. The oldest. So how did that, you know, past and, and presently 
um, or did it have an effect on your dating life? <laughs> it, it did, but so I had my son when I was very young, um, mm-hmm. and he was probably about two years old, and my dating on purpose looked like this. I have a child that has uh, special needs. He's going to need a lot of medical attention. I need to date someone with benefits. <laughs> and so I did. I married someone in the military. <laughs> did it work out for the best? No. So that was me trying to look out for my son <laughs> and trying to get the best that I could for him. The marriage didn't last very long. It did not because that was the wrong. My heart was in a good place. But that's right. not, you can't, it's difficult to build a relationship on what I would Benefit. call a business proposition. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't take care of the benefits. That's what it is. And so, so young and not knowing any better, that's what I did. But afterwards, dating was difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't have a lot of people around my children. I just didn't. Um right. But I was working a lot, so I really didn't miss dating, per se. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once my kids got older, then there was no problem with dating, you know. And a lot of people didn't get to meet my children. I had to make sure that everything was okay with you before you came anywhere near my kids, and most of them didn't make the cut. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, nope, (laughs) you will never meet them. Right. You just were right. You know, there's no purpose to this, so there's no point in you meeting the kids. People no, need to understand that some people are for, um, some people are to bring home and others are to bring just to eat to the movies, something like no, no, right, no, right. those. You, you, you can't bring everybody home and, you know, you can't. Somebody on the first date to beat your kids. Don't do that to your children. Don't. Mm. <laughs> Make mm. sure they're going to be around. Make sure that they're in line with your purpose before you introduce your kids for them because your kids don't like having people torn in and out of their life. They don't like that. Don't do that mm. to them. Right. I <laughs> you know, especially that. if you have one that. that understands differently. So my son understands differently than my daughter does, so I have to protect him. So I can't have everybody around my child. I just can't. Right. You know, and and this relationship is is it's it's a it's just a grown up relationship, you know. And we've been together, you know, for a while now, you know. And he, he's met my children, and they like him, and and he understands autism, and and has an interest in what it is that I do, and reads up on it, and asks me questions, and it's really mm. good. This is good, you know. For someone to ask, it's like, oh, yeah, I was reading about autism, and what do you think about this? Now? I didn't have that before. Right. That didn't happen. It's like, oh, you really have an interest. Not only do you have an interest in, and he doesn't have to have interest in my children. They're adult children. But he does. But I think that shows, yeah, and that shows his intent for for, for you guys. That kind of goes back to what you said earlier about, you know, part of your team is not just Contessa, the powerful author, social media, famous person, everything else. That's you as a person and all those makeups 
of you. Yes, and That's he awesome. wants to know every part of it. And I was like, oh, and he makes me all blushy and all girly. <laughs> <laughs> Which a lot of people don't get to see because they know the contestant's a business person. I'm like, nah, I'm kind of soft and mushy too. <laughs> yes, yes. So, what part? Um, because I know you are in in a in a different place from you know the TD Jakes um, and that in the last relationship. You're in a, in a different place, like you said. You're in an adult relationship. So that brings me into cuffing season. <laughs> I, I, I laugh every time. You know, cuffing season uh, came about from a short story contest. You know, mm. I led a couple people. There was about 40 of us. We were just going to write a short story on some random Saturday. And I started writing about this cuffing season. And mm-hmm. for for those of you who don't know what cuffing season is, it's a period right when it starts to get cold. And single people <laughs> don't want to be by themselves and cold. And so they want to cuff up or get connected to someone so they're not cold during the, during the wintertime. And then that person usually goes away right around spring. It's like, thank you so much for keeping me warm. Goodbye. Warm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basis of this story it's you know these 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 individuals that are trying to find someone to spend the the winter with some of them get into a relationship and it only lasts for that season some of them get into a relationship and they decide you know what I think I like this and I want this to last just a little bit longer and so that's the basis for cuffing season and I have had the most fun writing this story (laughs) because it's a silly concept but it's a real concept this happens in college campuses most of college all over the united states cuffing season i it and it's a true it's a true true um thing now when i think about cuffing season i i kind of think about uh sometimes the need that people have as they get older to become a wife or a husband. So I'm glad you kind of, and like, I guess it's like a lot of different meanings for either way to go. Cuffing season is sometimes don't start with the right purpose. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The purpose is I don't want to be alone. That's that's the basis for cuffing season. Right. I don't want to be alone. I want someone here either to keep me warm, to keep me company, whatever it is. I don't want to be by myself. And sometimes tapioca as I age. (laughs) Yes, 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 it does. (laughs) Like I don't want to be old by myself. And so you have to be careful with that cuffing season mentality because you could end up being cuffed up with someone that's not any good for you. And the next thing you know, three years, four years went past, and you're like, why am I still here? I should have left this a long time ago. This should have only lasted for one season. But we get comfortable (laughs) even in our mess. We get comfortable in our mess and don't want to change. It's like, well, we've been together for, you know, six months. Maybe something different will happen. 
and another year go by and another year go by and they still the same person and you still complain about the same stuff you've been complaining about since, you know, week three. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. changed because all you wanted was a warm body and that's what you got, just a mm. warm body. Sometimes cuffing season end up being <laughs> lifetime. So you guys got to watch yeah. who you cuff. <laughs> who, who you cuff. Exactly. Now, after, <laughs> right. I, correct. Say that one more time. Do not be cuffing out of don't. desperation. Out don't of desperation. Do don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> now, after now, dark... It's, it's, it's cuffing season, but the more um, uncut version of cuffing season. <laughs> so it's, it's the cuffing season that you don't want your mama to read about. That's what After Dark is. <laughs> and I'll put it like that. <laughs> uh, look, understood, understood. Do you do you think that, um, like, what was that defining moment that, you decided to start writing about quote unquote relationships um, or have you always thought was, about relationships or is this like no, new? It's it's new for me. It's completely new. So I first started talking, writing about my life and things that were going on. So it's more autobiography, auto, more memoir type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then one day, one of my friends was like, you know, you're writing about the wrong stuff. And I was like, what are you talking mm. about? They're like, you should write different things. You should write more fiction and stop writing nonfiction. And so I challenged myself to do that. And I was like, oh, wow, look, this is fun. Uh, I'm actually enjoying writing about relationships. Because clearly, I know a lot about it. Um, and hopefully <laughs> this, this helps people, but in a different way. There are things that you can put into that book that are still life lessons. But right. they're easier to digest because it's written in this fun little book that you have. And then once right. you write the book, then you can come up with these classes and courses and things like that in order to support some of those things that are in a book. So it's just teaching in a different way. I love that. I love that. And it shows where you are now, if you look at the, like you said earlier about being prepped and primed, you were prepped, prepped, primed, prepared, in all other <laughs> PR words, um, to to do this. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't, and you're having fun, and and I could hear in your in your voice, and I could just, you know, that you are enjoying where you are and it's not just um you know like you said earlier you're in a happy relationship how much yes no go ahead you know and and being happy and and I don't even want to say happy I want to say joy I have Mm. this joy that nothing can shake you know, because there's a lot of things that come up. You know, again, my life isn't perfect, perfect, perfect. There are things that come up that, that you know, I worry about and concerned about, and I have health issues and all that. But nothing can shake this joy that I have inside of me. Every day I have joy. 
Mm. And that's something that I hadn't had in a long time. I had missed that part of me. That joyful Contessa had been gone for years, but she is here. And boy, oh boy, are y'all in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I I loved it. And we're winding down to like eight minutes left. I tell people that hour goes by so fast. But I wanted to ask, what three tips could can you, and you've dropped so many nuggets and tips throughout today's show, but what three tips would you give someone, male or female, living their purpose but still wanting to date? The first thing I would say is know you. You absolutely need to know who you are before you start dating. The second thing is to know exactly what you want. And when I say what you want, I'm not talking about surface. I don't care how they look. I don't care how they sound. I don't care what town they're from. All of that is superficial. What do you want? Do you want someone that's going to love your children? Do you want someone that you can have children with? Do you want someone that can support your business and your dreams? Do you want someone that can travel with you wherever it is that you need to be? What is it that you want? Wow. Because what you want, all that other stuff is just a distraction. It's going to come huh. at you, and you're going to be like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. I don't care how pretty you are. <laughs> I don't care how you talk <laughs> to me. You are not it. And the third is communication, 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 communication. You have to communicate with that person. You need to let them know beyond a shadow of a doubt what your boundaries are. Hmm. And that way they don't cross them. Because if I tell you lying to me is a no-go, you know that as soon as you open up your mouth to lie to me, I'm out. Because I set that up as a boundary. You cannot lie to me. Absolutely. There are certain things that you cannot do and I'm not going to accept. So once you Hmm. set those boundaries, don't let them cross that line because if you keep doing it, they're going to keep crossing that line. Hmm. So those are the three that I would say about dating on purpose. I love that. I love that. And it has been a powerful Hour and I'm sure the listeners live and the listeners online and just everybody needs and wants to be connected with you. <laughs> so how can they get uh, get more information about you and connect with you and definitely find out more about cuffing season and after dark and all things Tessa? What is the best way? How can they connect with you? I'm so easy to connect with. I am Contessa Louise all over social media. So you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Contessa Louise. I have a website, ContessaLouise.com, where you can get information. And I also, just for the listeners here, I do this, what I call chat with Tessa. And so as I was talking and you're saying, you know what? I'm feeling kind of stuck. 
I don't know how to walk in my purpose. I think I'm in a bad relationship. I don't know what to do. I do these 15-minute chats where we just sit down and we talk. And I can, you know, give you a little bit of advice, try to get you unstuck. And if you decide, yeah, Contessa, I want to do more, you can. And it's bit.ly slash Tessa Define You. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. I'm all right. Tessa Define You. And it takes you right to my calendar. It's letter U. Yes, the letter U. Yes. The letter U. Yes, I was like, oh, this is so cute. It takes you right to my calendar. You can schedule the chat down, and we'll have a talk. Because sometimes you just need that girlfriend to just listen and to talk that's not going to judge you and give you an open, honest answer. And that girlfriend is Tessa. Yes, she is definitely that girlfriend. And, guys, if you're listening online, that Contessa's information will be posted on the show notes. And I will also make sure it's posted on the Define You Radio's page on Facebook. With that being said, Contessa, it has been a truly wonderful, powerful, exciting, nugget-dropping, mic-dropping show. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending your Tuesday defining it with us. And I look forward to definitely having you on again. Guys, make sure you con- uh, connect with Tessa. She is awesome. And you guys know I don't throw that word around. So take my word for it. She is awesome. With that being said, guys, this week's quote, the best love is the one that makes you a better person without changing you into someone other than yourself. That comes from unknown, pens and papers down, guys. Class is officially over. To connect with me and the show, please visit www.valenciagwallace.com. And remember, only you can define you. Have a great week. See you next week, same time, same place. Class is over.